Parental discretion is advised. Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling Mayhem Show 493, the Halloween edition. Thank you to the Dutters for our awesome intro there. If you guys are on the video version, if you're on the audio, go check out the video version. Trust me. She's not, by the way, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. No, 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 it's not that one. It's the other video that you're talking about. Oh. It's that other oh. video on our Facebook page you're talking about, about the pants. Oh. Uh, yeah. But find out about Dutters and the pants on the YouTube. What? Anyways, this is your Wrestling Mayhem Show. We talk about, uh, not technology, we talk about professional wrestling. I'm here live. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitters, live from the Mayhem Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And I got a very Pennsylvania-based lineup with me tonight. Because I'm trying to get that pop screen. I don't know. How does Kane wrestle in this thing? How does this work? But anyways, I am intellectual Kane tonight, obviously. And with me on the line from... Uh, from uh, the deep and nether reaches of the Pittsburgh region, it is Papa Lunchbox. Hello, Sorgatron. Uh, unfortunately, I have passed on to the spirit realm. Oh, but the what? good news is they have bitchin' Wi-Fi here. Cool. <laughs> have you noticed that hauntings are way down worldwide? This is the reason. I'm streaming 42 Netflix movies at this very moment. Don't worry about me being distracted, though, as I am now one with the infinite. There you go. Also with us, speaking of uh, Nether Realm type um, areas from Johnstown, PA, it is Bobby of G Town. We held our Halloween party today. Oh. Not party parade. Ooh. Parade. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a wrestling show in Winber, Pennsylvania, where I'm actually from, this weekend. And I saw a man with a power glove. Hmm. So that was the thing. And that was this week in Johnstown, PA with Bobby F.J. Town. Yeah. Also yeah. with us from the other side of Pittsburgh, it is the Riz of Riz Plays Games. Nice work. Uh, so you mentioned you're an intellectual cane, correct? Intellectual cane. See, I have the classes. Is that does, like the- does that make you Dean Kane? Well, folks, it's been a good episode, good Wrestling Mayhem show. Thank Check you. us out at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Call us, 412 I was thinking intellectual cane would be like the... Uh, <laughs> what did you learn in wrestling this week, Sorg? <laughs> I was thinking the, the, the intellectual cane would be the cane, that, or like the gremlin that drank the uh, the, syrup, the serum that made him smart. That, oh, that right? Well, this has yeah. been the Wrestling Mayhem Show. This is uh, uh, you can check us out. We're at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can subscribe to us on the I iTunes, Stitcher, so Spreaker, and this all back together. soon, soon you can actually subscribe to us over on Google Play. We are applying for that right now, so we should launch alongside Yay. that here very soon. Uh, you can also follow us on the social media at Mayhem Show. Follow us on the Facebook, on the Google Plus, on the Facebook group where we have a lot. And let me know. Should we have a Wrestling Mayhem Show subreddit? Let me know if you're interested in that. I understand that's the cool thing to do if you're a podcast, but I wasn't sure since everybody's on the Facebook group if it makes sense to also have a Reddit. Are you a Reddit user? Apparently Tony Garza was. He got me really really into Reddit today, actually, uh, with his list that he gave me. I feel like I have no eyeballs when I look into the camera. Is this is this weird? Is Oh, uh, there they are. I found my eyes. Okay. But anyways, um, and you can also do other things to communicate with us. You can uh, drop us a line to the 412-206-WMS0. That is our voicemail hotline, just like uh, the Carlin sisses uh, joined us uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, or actually last week, about their uh, what the, how they felt about uh, what was going on in the world of wrestling. And uh, you can also drop us a line to the email address. Good times. Good times. Good times at com, And please check out the music from our buddy Basic Sickness at basicsickness.com. And uh, it, it, free music, free videos. And he has a new album. If it's not out yet, it didn't hit me up yet. Very soon, if not. 
so go check him out. He's been a good friend of uh, projects around here for a good long time. And if you're digging what you're seeing here on the Wrestling Mayhem Show or what you're hearing, you you can join our scores and scores of patrons over at patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show or just click the links on the YouTube channel or on WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Uh, big thanks to uh, Jen Carlins as a Patreon supporter. Ed Burke who joins us and uh, converses with us a whole lot up there on the uh, Twitters as well. AJ, or I was, uh, wait, who's AJ? Because his name is... is AJ? Diggity! Woo! As well as the great wrestling revolution.com, the wrestling revolution.com, Antonio Garza, the longest running Patreon supporter from down there in Texas. Thank you so much. Everybody that supports their show gets behind the show and, and you help us pay the bills around here. So it's a, it's a, hey, we're almost at the zero point of being a negative profit podcast is pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so uh, go check all that stuff out. Support the shows and everything like that. So let's get into our topics of the evening. Of course, Hell in a Cell just happened this past weekend. A lot going on. We talked a lot last night about kind of the state of WWE, and we did get a little bit into Hell in a Cell and the state of the storylines and the state of the people involved and the people that aren't around anymore and Mexican-Americans and all that kind of stuff. But I want to talk about The Undertaker right now, obviously. Uh, uh, 25th anniversary of The Undertaker at the Survivor Series this year. Obviously, some big, big stuff happening around The Undertaker and his associates and the Wyatt family. So I'm, uh, I want to put to you guys, what do you think about this? Where do you think this is going? Um, how do you properly do a retrospective with The Undertaker after 25 years at the event that, that, that gave birth to The Undertaker? LB? That's a lot of questions you just asked. That was many, many questions, and uh, they all have great answers, uh, probably. Uh, I'm into the Wyatt thing. I think it's interesting. Um, I've always said that, you know, for them to be a cult, they have to recruit people. <laughs> and they, this is this will make the second time they've stolen Kane, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and they stole The Undertaker. And I just hope that something comes of this. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's a new Ministry of Darkness or a Kane or a Kane cult or Undertaker cult or whatever, um, I hope they do something with it instead of Kane just showing back up, just showing back up like last time. He's fine. He's fine. Everybody just hung out with the Wyatts and <laughs> now he's fine. I want something interesting to come of this. What about you, uh, Riz, Bobby? Uh, honestly, honestly. Why it's this is something for Bray to do. Uh, he's done with he's done with Roman Reigns, so why not go back to the Undertaker, which he's lost to, but then have, build something towards it, make make it seem like it's a passing of the torch type situation, where this may be the last Survivor Series that the Undertaker will have, more than likely, because. This pomp and cir- circumstances of hey, this is the last. This is probably going to. This is the 25, 25 year anniversary of the Undertaker debuting. Like that day is the anniversary. So this is going to probably be your last time seeing the Undertaker. So why not have somebody as twisted and batshit and like undead type person? beat the, the guy who started all that and beat the undertaker or do something with the undertaker and maybe take the crown or take pass a torch or, or just do what Bray Wyatt does and lose to the undertaker. I think it's going to lead to a survivor series style match where the undertaker won't have much to do in the match other than come in and maybe uh, either win it or just look good. You know, they're not going to have him and, and they can save him for WrestleMania for his probably final match in Texas. I'm thinking I don't I I don't I I see it two ways. And I, I pointed this out on the hangout. It's either going to be that Survivor Series match or mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a gimmick singles match. Yeah. With Bray Wyatt, whether it's a casket match, buried alive, buried alive, something that he is known for it because we already saw the uh, we already saw the Hell in a Cell match which he 
which he was, you know, part in getting oh, to the WWE. Buried alive Survivor Series <clears throat> match. Oh, God. That, that'll like be worse four than... Four graves. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll just have one grave like they did with the tag match one. It's like musical chairs, but with graves. Uh, but <laughs> having just, like, maybe one match with Bray Wyatt and having the, having some symbolic gesture, some something to go along with that would be cool to see again in WWE. But I... I, I'd see, I'm leaning more towards the singles match than I am for the Survivor Series for some reason. I don't know why, Bobby. You make make good points, but I don't I, mm-hmm. I don't see him just doing it for Survivor Series, like just a Survivor Series style match. I think he wants to do some. I think they want him to do something fun, something memorable for his last one, for his 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So. Unless they bring back uh, rhythm and blues and the honky and and the million dollar man, I just don't see it like occurring for him to do another Survivor Series style match. I love that you brought it because I was racking my brain trying to figure out who he teamed with. Now who's on the other side? Do you remember who's on the other side of this one? Oh man, isn't Dusty on the other side? Unfortunately, I think it was Dusty. Um, mm, we watched this on we watched this on the. Uh, that when we first started doing that uh, live the watch, thing, the watch parties, I forget who was on the other side. I'm going to look it up, sorry, because now I'm interested. <laughs> How did uh, you come in? On with the like, that's why, because I've had my theories, uh, you know, starting with, uh, you know, of course, Brothers Destruction and uh, and The Shield, uh, Roman and, and, and uh, uh, Ambrose. Would be Roman's a good team up for a for a Survivor Series match, but obviously that's going in a different direction. Uh, I wanted Kane to be a Manchurian King because he got carried off at, at SummerSlam. Uh, what two years ago now? Uh, and he, uh, of course, he he just came back, and there was no like, well, what happened, right? Like Undertaker got carried off, and we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Kane just got carried off. Are they just going to show up another week and we're like, we're going to get you for carrying us off awkwardly? You know what? What is the what's the point here? Plus, why does nobody care? And they're looking for these people. I know they're like demon Canes. And Leslie Nelson's because Leslie Nelson's dead. So oh yes. no, he's oh, the no, only right. person that cared to search for the Undertaker when he was missing. Uh, nobody else does. That's true. I guess so. I I guess so. Um. Um. But 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 like I kind of wanted the whole like like you know maybe they're up against the the, the taker uh, and Kane comes out for the save and uh, Wyatt does a signal and Kane just turns on his brother because he's been mind washed from when they carried him away. But then again, it didn't work on Daniel Bryan, right? <laughs> like like all right. Yeah, that was a trap. Yeah. All right, you ready for the team? Okay. I, I found it is Dusty Rhodes who who led it. It was the dream. It was the dream team with Dusty Rhodes, Coco Beware, what, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. Oh, wow! It's not a bad team. So a lot of Hall of Famers. Beat, he yeah. beat three Hall of Famers on his first night. <laughs> Amazing. Bring them all back. Have them just yes. tombstone them, uh, them all. Uh, him just tombstone. Well, like you can't. Well, you can't bring can't. Dusty, Dusty back. Uh, oh, well, except for Dusty, of course. But, and but still probably Jim Neidhart, who's in yeah. Rehab yeah, he's in rehab. Brett's had strokes. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, maybe the curse of the Undertaker. To, yeah, maybe it's a good thing not to do that. Sort so, of. what do you want to see? What you, you want to see the casket match? You want to see a Survivor Series type match? Or you just want to see, you know, a, a Wyatt and Bray thing? Or, I'm sorry, a, a, a Bray and <clears throat> Taker thing happen? What What do you think makes sense here? Maybe, maybe we just get down to Wyatt and one of his guys against Brothers of Destruction, or maybe we get a, a four on two match just for the hell of it. <clears throat> That would if be this, difficult. If this is like the last stand of the Undertaker, the last we're going to see of him, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see any kind of match. You know what I mean? Like it's it's traditional for when a wrestler is, uh, you know, leaving the company or retiring or whatever, he has one, he has his retirement match. You know what I mean? But this is the Undertaker. He can do whatever he wants if he just wants to, you know, come out, do his thing, and disappear in a flash of lightning. He can. I think that would be better than a final match. And that's that's why I see a, a casket match or 
or or buried alive match where they can have these vin that vignette that they always that remember in, against Yokozuna when he lost mm-hmm. they had all those like the 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 image inside the casket of the Undertaker and he's talking to you mm-hmm. they, they they can have something like that or when he can, rose from the, the dead yeah when he rose from the dead and when the in the silhouette and the of the Undertaker and the yeah. flat and two D. <laughs> Um, but they can, they can have something like that. They can do something like that, make him go over even when he loses the match. If he loses the match, would be good to have for both Bray, who takes a takes a step towards finally winning a feud, and the Undertaker for you know just stepping aside, because he's the Undertaker and he's not going to. I I. Don't want to see him go, but for the past few matches we've seen him, he looked dead tired, mm-hmm. and he looked like he was on the verge of passing out multiple times. Uh, so, <clears throat> if this is the last time we see an Undertaker, I'd like it to see more of a symbolic type dead man gesture, and it's not the- just a "Oh, I'm just going to leave now, bye," and just just go go away. My planet needs me. And then yes. he does that 2D lifting thing again. <laughs> I think I like. I'm thinking back to that because I remember that moment, and I think that was the point where I was just like, "Maybe wrestling's not real." <laughs> I just, I just what? picture the Undertaker drinking that fizzy lifting drink from Charlie. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it gives you wings, That's right, burping. Taker? Just burping. Let us know your thoughts on the un- the position of the Undertaker, Ooh. what they're doing here, and your thoughts on uh, Hell in a Cell. Of course, we had many of them. We talked about a lot of them on the Facebook group, of course, and on uh, a little bit of the Raw wrap up last night. I don't know where to put these glasses. There's this actual extra bump here in this mask, <laughs> and, and so it doesn't really like rest anywhere. So um, I don't know how this all works, but I love that it perfectly conforms around my goatee. <laughs> Kane, does look like it does look like. Like late or two thousand Z Kane when he come, came out in that mask out of the goatee on it. I'm getting dizzy. It's gotta be Kane. I'm getting dizzy from doing this. Oh, no, this don't way. pass out. Sorry. If I pass out, you're just stuck on whatever shot I'm on, which is probably just me hunched over the desk. And uh, you know, well, that's not Good. depressing. Let's move on. Maybe, maybe Terry Funk uh, could let's come move back. On to something else, not depressing. Let's move on to something else. Sorg, why are you going to pass out? I don't know, because I'm getting dizzy. I'm getting a little dizzy. You need uh, a carbon geez. monoxide detector. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the silent but deadly killer. So uh, go check out uh, our friends over at IndieWrestling.us. Hey, you know, Indie Wrestling's pretty cool. We don't have it on the site, but apparently, mm-hmm. but we do have on Around the Indies the fact mm-hmm. that it's 2015, and uh, apparently uh, Terry Funk threw a, a fireball at uh, Jerry Waller <laughs> somewhere. Terry Funk. Other way around. Mentioned him. They should bring him back. Other way around, sort of. Oh, like Waller threw it at Terry, Terry Funk? Terry Lawler threw it at Terry yeah. Funk. Wow. So Jerry Lawler's a demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got them demon powers. Jerry Lawler. So that's the kind of fun you can see. Our own uh, uh, Matt Carlin's has this wonderful around the Indies post, so you can see what's going on in the world. And uh, and one Terry Funk is wrestling again in 2015 because he wrestled he, in another retirement match. Everybody, is that what is, is that what this is? That's another retirement match. Oh jeez! I fought Jerry Lawler, and a loser has to build a tree house and, and cut his firstborn child out of it. He's beating up Max. referees left and right. And apparently eventually I'm, I'm trying to get to that point where we, we actually see this. Hold on. Hold on. What's going on? Oh, apparently it happened. Oh, it's coming up here. It's coming up here, but no, right. we got a lot of great stuff here. We're looking at a lot of the Indies and of course there's a lot of, uh, Oh, there it is. And he's on fire. Oh, oh geez, there it is. Man. That did not look good. Uh, but we got a lot of fun stuff over here. We have some Canadian stuff. That's come on the site in uh, recent weeks. Uh, we're actually carrying the border, border City Wrestling right on the front page there. East meets <coughs> West, their uh, crossover show with uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as uh, Excellence with uh, Brent Hart. 
because it's Canada. Rhino, who's shown up recently, and some other uh, names. There's Scott Steiner. And, of course, uh, the great stuff like RWA's Bloody Harvest with the three-way of gory, amazing red, and Sanjay Duck. Uh, no, not Canadians. Uh, IWC's Unbreakable, including uh, Rhino is on here. And so much more digital downloads, individual matches for $1.99, sometimes 99 cents. Uh, Best of Dalton Castle, The Rise of the Peacock, Volume 1 and 2. See him before he was in Ring of Honor with The Boys. The Boys. And so much more. Uh, Deathmatch with uh, VOW, the Lord of Anarchy tournament that's been making its rounds on the YouTubes uh, lately as well. So go check that out. Support indie wrestling, support indiewrestling.us, and support the show. So uh, let's get into. So there's a new show that uh, started this past week on the WWE Network. It's called Breaking Ground. Um, the long goodbye because we know somebody who's definitely getting fired if you if you're up with your news lately. Uh, so Triple I, I, H. I, uh, Triple H is going away. That's right. So uh, yeah, he was released this Raleigh. morning, but they filled all yes. this up. Maybe <laughs> Mojo Raleigh. I want to be Mojo Raleigh. Sure. Okay, Raleigh. Seaman took him in the office, and he's like, Triple H. I'm sorry, I'm Mojo Raleigh. Is it Mojo Raleigh? It's not Mojo Raleigh. I don't think it's Brojo Raleigh. But we got an email here. Some thoughts from our boy Mad Mike with some thoughts on it. And Eamon's in the chat room as well. I'm sure he's going to chime in on his thoughts. So, hey, Eamon, give me your initial thoughts in the chat room. And anybody else who may have seen the show that's joining us live at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com here tonight. He says, uh, Mad Mike says, Greeting Mayhemers. It's that guy who not only enjoyed Breaking Ground but loved a Raw without Cena or Orton around. It's Mad Mike. Uh, okay, so I've got two major things I want to touch on this week. First of all, our new U.S. champion. Wait, wait, this isn't about breaking ground. All right, we'll touch on this part later. Uh, <laughs> briefly on breaking ground. I thought the whole thing was going to be about breaking ground. Uh, briefly about breaking ground is a little disappointed with the show. It was only a half an hour, but it will still be. Uh, it, but it was still really fun to watch. It was cool seeing the real trainers as opposed to the part of the the part time tough enough trainers there. Uh, I could watch the whole season of Regal coaching promo classes. <laughs> Yes, it's a touch odd that we are uh, focusing focusing so much on people who have been on TV, but it also seems ominous given that Triple H said some uh, some don't make it. The preview for the rest of the season seems extremely compelling, and I hope they bring this back after the first 10 episode run. One final question for the group. Do you think breaking ground type shows uh, for the main roster would work or would it go get muddled in the travel and hubbub of live TV? I think your answer is total divas mm-hmm. for that. Question. I, yeah. What was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do, would you think <laughs> I they, didn't follow it? Would you think a breaking ground type show work for a main for me looking at main roster competitors or would they get muddled in the, in the, in the live TV uh, schedule, I guess. I think yes, because of the success of the ESPN specials that they did. Right, mm-hmm. right. I feel like that um, that might be why they're going in this direction of the breaking ground stuff because that was so talked about and so successful. But I think we already have something like that with the Table that? for Three, where they have all those short little in- increments of just three wrestlers talking just having them talk about the road and talking about how they got there and talking about how they do that and that's, that's one of the most that's, yeah, that's just, one of the most uh, successful things yeah. they have on there yeah. uh, I, I just finished watching uh, the brass rings episode which is amazing just I watched okay just having those guys talk about their indie experience and how they're now just sitting in a in a empty room eating expensive food on WWE's budget. <laughs> they didn't give um, Dean Ambrose a knife. No, he didn't. He just ate that. <laughs> um, so I think if, if they do something like maybe more like a, what the road diaries are with the one that's uh cool cabana and, and Kikataru doing something like that. Just having them doing, doing stuff on the road. They don't have to have scripts. They don't have to do anything like that. They can just be themselves. Now that's what that's what breaking. Uh, I almost said breaking, breaking ground. Bad. <laughs> yeah, breaking bad. Um, but that's what proving ground or proving breaking ground. Breaking, breaking ground. ground. Yeah, right. Uh, whatever it was, uh, whatever that show was, that's why it's successful because it's not total divas and it's just not script. It's not really that scripted. 
like Total Divas is. I found this show. Like, I, I found this show generally refreshing after we after we got through Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, thank you. Like this is this is for real. This this mm-hmm. is what it's like. Um, as far as like who we're following, I really don't think we're going to follow these people throughout the entire season. I think we're going to touch yeah. on a ton of people here and there throughout the season. I think for an episode, we're going to look at Baron Corbin, what he's about. We're going to look at this person and what that's about. You know, we had a minute with Bear, with Bailey, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be about the process and what's happening here in general, right? It looks by like way, Ninten- yeah, by the way, uh, Bailey in the Mario shirt. <laughs> Perfect. Hmm. What was that, Bobby? It looks like uh, Dana Brooks going to have like a, a part in it. Um, they talked to her about something. Um, I think uh, they talked to Mojo a little bit in this one. They showed oh, like oh. one of his promos, which whatever, it's Mojo. Um, Why do you have to bring that up, Bobby? I don't know because I, I I I'm tired of staying hyped. Stay hyped. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, but yeah, I enjoyed Grounded for Life. I thought it was a good. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna come up with weird. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it. it was, I thought it was really good. Um, it, it's cool to see like behind the curtain, uh, stuff like that. Um, it, it gave me an appreciation for like Baron Corbin that I didn't have before. Like he he is working hard, you know, and he does seem like a smug asshole, but that's his character. Like, I thought, I thought, actually, I thought Mojo was more of an asshole to him. Because he is. Yeah. He was like, oh, what are you eating there, Corbin? What are you eating? You know, I was like, let him eat enjoy his meal. He doesn't have to help set up the ring like everybody else. Yeah, that was, I, that was kind think, of a weird sequence. I think, yeah. yeah, I think Mojo thinks that when the camera's on, he's supposed to be in character. Yeah. Not for this. Maybe he's that. just like that all the time. Maybe, he's friends with Gronk. He's friends with Gronk. Just hype all the time. He's just hype all the time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they should give him Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mojo, we, we think you're doing good work, but you need to calm this shit down. Yeah. Vince is backstage. Give that guy Ritalin. It's Ritalin. You gotta calm down, Mojo. Okay. Uh, well, what did you guys think think about uh, our choice of narrator for the series? Reminds me of Rescue 911. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they got Tom Lennon to narrate the series? No, 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 no. no, no that's Reno 911. Reno 911. Wait, wait, they got William Shatner? Yeah, William Shatner. Right. Uh, no, that's Tech yeah. World. Oh. Yeah, Tech Wars. Tech Wars. No, no, you're, <laughs> I don't even know what the how joke that, is. How, how that's made. <laughs> what? I don't know. This is the what best is thing happening ever. right now. <laughs> All right, just... no more commentary on William Shatner. Apparently, uh, we had some we had some comments from the chat room. Everybody's chiming in. Uh, Garza thinks that was a huge commercial on how WWE is taking care of concussions. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, it definitely yeah. helps there. I mean, everything's supposed to make them look good. Let's be honest about this, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, he also says it's also a kayfabe breaker since we get to see Bailey in tight short dresses. Hmm. Not complaining. That be getting, getting shot, though, Bailey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. My wife. Eamon says uh, that the 100% would work and uh, would create investment in characters that don't have it right now, forcing people to watch more as far as the reality side of things. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. You know, maybe you care a little more if you followed Zack Ryder. You're like, okay, what no. does what does Zack no, Ryder do here? But you know, but exactly, like because you guys, I, I mean, on, on this show, I feel like we a lot of people have the impression of, mm-hmm. well, he's not on Raw, therefore he ain't cr- doing crap in this company, and there's no reason for him being there. You know, the question, what does the Miz do? Well, the Miz is off doing these other things. Like somebody needs to do it. Somebody has to be the ambassador and do these other. Sp- spots on the shows right um and go do movies and, and and these kinds of things it's not always about getting to wrestlemania or being on the pay-per-view or on raw right there's a lot of other positions a lot of people populate in this company so um, i also i also like that we're getting to see sarah del rey shape the future of the the women's wrestling oh so great to see like her and norman mm-hmm. smiley in there talking yeah. about it or and even albert uh, uh, you know, talking about the philosophy and that what, how it's working, it, it, it gives it, to me. It gives more insight on what it takes to be a pro wrestler than Tough Enough ever did. Yeah, 
right? <laughs> I mean, that they went in and talked about the tradition and setting up the ring and everything, and how you, you no, know, because no, you never really get a look at those indie shows that they basically put on in Florida. And that's what they are because mm-hmm. they're, 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 they have people on the shows that don't really attract anybody, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. as it is, and there's probably so many of those shows that there's not like there's not like everybody in Florida flocking to one place. They, they're doing a circuit, right? They're doing a monthly or whatever the case may be. So there is only like fifty, hundred people in the in, in the crowds because that's what they're attracting. But they're doing it low budget and it works and it gets these people experience regardless, and they can test out things uh, without bringing them to raw, for instance. So. Um, no, I think it's uh, it, it's really good. I think it's a really good show, um, and we'll see how it develops. And, and, and it's nice to see them utilizing uh, one performance center uh, to kind of digging way deeper into this uh, uh, training NXT stuff that everybody can't get enough of these days. And uh, it'll be good to see uh, kind of where that goes from there. And we have a picture of Bailey in a dress in the chat yep. room. Um, but here, here, aiming, aiming on that other's other idea. Like, if we knew what uh, Roman Reigns' actual story was, and he was humanized, I'm sure we would. Uh, he'd be much, he'd be much uh, more favored upon. Uh, tell those people stories, and people will watch uh, them wrestle. I think uh, it could seriously fix the constantly declining ratings. Well, that's kind of like the Finn Balor thing, of course. I think we just we've talked about, and 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 isn't that well? They did that with Roman Reigns. They did that with the Usos, with the twenty four seven stuff. They did that with what Booker. T- I think they did one on. Yeah. So why aren't we getting more? I, well, the answer is probably budget uh, and, and maybe response to those. Uh, how many people watch those specials? But uh, uh, you know, I, 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 you could definitely populate that, and maybe that is you know the table for three does that a lot too, like, like you mentioned yeah. before. Uh, so we are getting a lot of that background insight. They're, they're pulling up the curtain. And I think the super fans are just eating it up, and other people are being exposed to uh, what it's really like around there. So and who these people really are. So. I've always found it really interesting when they uh, when they decide to you know kind of break kayfabe um, for for the interest of profit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not for legal reasons. Essentially, um, I have a book that's road stories from various professional wrestlers from like the uh, like the early two thousands, the early aughts, mm-hmm. and um, I, I just find it interesting that they will release things like this and it's becoming more and more common. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I think more, more, more has to do with like other, there's more examples out there now for how to do, do like shows. There's podcasts out there with wrestlers, uh, like art, the art of wrestling, like JR's podcast, like everything like that. Mm-hmm. And they, all they do is tell stories about what happened to them and why they are, why they are where they are, where they're at. And that's what they're trying to do now. And yes, it has a WWE spin to it, but it's still their words, still how they got into their, how they got into it and how they did it. It's not, it's, and I think that's what more people want to hear how how Cesaro got in there, how Kevin Owens wanted to go, how like road stories from Dean Ambrose or, Not or Cesaro. the fans can't connect with him. No, uh, <laughs> but, but with, but with guys like the new day or something like that, that's why those, that's why the 24 seven or, or WWE 24s worked. That's why the table for three worked. That's why Ground Chuck is working. That's why everything is working for the WWE in the, in the aspect of just having something that the fans can connect to. Look what it look what that 360 special did to not 360 E60 special did for Adam Rose. Like it actually had people believing in Adam Rose for a second, and now I don't. They didn't really do anything. They didn't do anything to capitalize on it though, which, which is kind of sad because. He's a good wrestler. He, he seems like a good dude, you know, but maybe they're trying to get him over with this new gimmick, but I don't know. I don't see it working. No, because I, 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 has the gimmick appeared anywhere except for on like superstars, superstars. <laughs> yeah, no, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough. All right. Well, uh, let us know what you guys think as we get through the weeks here on Breaking Ground. I'm sure uh, interesting things come out of this uh, show. We'll talk about more. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a uh, Breaking Ground wrap-up of some sort somewhere along the network. 
we'll be talking about that and of course we'll be discussing things on all of our social media platforms so please uh, uh follow us on all of that uh in the meantime hey you getting hungry yet uh it's a long show maybe uh you're in the south hills of pittsburgh and you want to pick up some Slice on Broadway. You all right over there? Slice on Broadway. I forgot you were wearing the mask and I brought up the window with your video. (laughs) I got freaked out for a second. He's like, like, are you you hungry yet? (laughs) It looks like you're the guy from... (laughs) It looks like you're the guy from Big Bang Theory. Take a bite of my fruit roll-up face. (laughs) Wow. No, no, no! Pizza don't, sort, pizza, pizza. Don't eat your your fruit roll pizza up face. It's starting to hurt my nose. Actually, uh, go to sliceonbroadway.com here in the South Hills of Pittsburgh, right along the tracks here in Beachview, as well as on the Main Street in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Uh, check them out. Fresh stuff, Rico, right there on the front page is the man behind the uh, behind the the revolution, the pizza revolution. Uh, great gourmet pizzas, definitely recommend. You can have a beer with it, whatever the case may be. Uh, check them out. Great people, been great to us, and have been supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with pepperoni pizza perfectly for well over a year here. Thank you so much to them. And now let's take first uh, a special message from our friend Dutters. You saw at the beginning if you're on the video version of this, or maybe you saw it on our Facebook or our YouTube or our Twitter this week. And uh, I'll take a look back at last week. This! Look at him with his guess who looking face. Does he have curly hair? Yes. Does he have a dumb face? Yes. Does he owe sawtooth money? Yes, he do! Tommy James old sawtooth money! That's real nice, though. I appreciate the reminder. Oh, and there's the money. Tracy, and he does rants about sports. And, you know, I like to think of it as an art piece. At one time, it would be great. He probably would be in uh, MoMA with it if he just would only do it one time. But he does it, you know, twice a month. We're going to have the, the Gold's Gym uh, mod chalk, the Taco Bell-sponsored uh, uh, Hitman Lee. All the Fat brought to you by Fiber One. Can do it. The slow poke pizza hut. The workers have a way, you know, it's like uh, the, the cream always rises to the top. Start your coffee up. That foam's going to come up. And, and that's where the best workers are going to come from, your best wrestlers, your best athletes. They're going to come out, and, and they're going to truly shine. And so they expose themselves just like the others do. And I'm worried they're going to try to start pushing things. It just wants to be helpful, man. Yeah. Listen, yeah I understand listen, you're trying to be helpful. The big Goog wants to help you out in your day-to-day life, okay? <laughs> the big Goog is looking out for you, okay? And watching you. And, and reading your emails. And reading your emails. <laughs> and knows exactly where you are. But the WWE and myself, it's like a bad relationship. Bad enough where you know you need to get out. They're showing you everything that you want to see. Okay, don't you don't want to see your own tweet box. We are back. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show, and uh, it is time for the biggest of big questions with Papa Lunchbox. Today, for Halloween, dressed as Papa Lunchbox. It's true. I am wearing my Papa Lunchbox costume. From right to center, it looks like. <laughs> uh, hey, right to center one. The PG era is in the WWE. They brought in the PG era. I'm sorry. It's interesting that you should mention the PG era, Bobby, oh, because okay. uh, on the pay-per-view on Sunday, uh, we had something happen that was decidedly un-PG, uh, and that was a lot of blood. Mm. blood and then more blood and then additional amounts of blood. Now it's been speculated that Vince was grumpy, but didn't yell at anybody. And, you know, they didn't get in trouble if they were busted open. uh, And it wasn't intentional. They didn't blade or whatever like that, but, or whatever. But the, the point is that it was a high profile match and there was a breathtaking amount of blood. So my question to you is, have the times changed so much that there's no place for it? Is there a place for blood in wrestling today? Yes. Mm-hmm. If Certainly. it happens naturally. 
Yeah. That's it. If it, ha- if it happens to happen in, like, an instance where somebody botches or something like that, yeah. They should have like, the scar on. Like, they should bleed from, like, from their head or from their hand or whoever. It shows that they actually that, – that something happened. It shows that they're, 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 there's something actually going on. The, the, the Brock Lesnar and I believe Undertaker did too. Uh, they got it the hard way. They did it the hard way. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't see where all the big trouble, big fuss about it is. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I believe, had nine stitches or nine staples in his head after the, after the match, I believe. Um, but if it happens to be something, maybe like, we don't need the attitude era where every match blades. We don't need we don't need uh, Devon. We don't need somebody to look like Devon's head, with all the little marks in his, all the little scrapes in his head from from blading so much. We don't need that. We we it it's it looks real when somebody bleeds for real, because it's happening. It means something's happening. It means something like uh, something hit someone's head really hard to cause something to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it happens right, if it happens naturally, yes. I'm sorry, I sounded like I was angry there. But now, yeah, you seem very angry. <laughs> so if it's natural, yes. But if it's artificial, no. Yes. Okay. I think if it helps to tell the story, I think it's okay to bleed. Um, like one of the most famous matches in WWE history, where we got the the T-shirt of Stone Cold with blood like running down his face. Uh, the, the shirt was like blood from a stone or something like that. Like that, that match right there was like put Stone Cold on the map almost. You know, it was, it was one of his high profile matches. Um, do you think it would have been the same if he wouldn't have bled? I don't he think. He would passed out. It, well, yeah, he, he passed, passed out anyways. Out. Yeah, he passed out. So but do you I, think it would have been as effective without the blood? Probably, a l- maybe not as much, but it, it'd still be very effective. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think they should blade on purpose, though. I, I, I agree on that. Um, but if it happens, it happens. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. I don't – and I think they're, they're – I, I know they're trying to be safe about everything by sending the doctors in the match. But it kind of does stop the momentum. No, that that's liability purposes. Yeah. Well. But for Brock to shove the, the doctor away. Yeah, that, that might be a little <laughs> much. Yeah. I uh, – I find uh, the both blood spots in the Hell in a Cell suspicious. I saw stuff that I think was blading uh, in my visual experience of, of this stuff. Um, I, I don't know. It could be, you know, uh, but, but I saw stuff that was like, it looks like he's doing a thing uh, in, in a couple of instances. And well, uh, did, did Brock get... Did Brock get like busted open when he hit the post? Well, he, he didn't hit the post that hard. He didn't, and, and, and even you know, I'm kind of catching up here. Like they commented on how he blocked it, and it looked like he mostly blocked it. And yeah. and, and again, he had his hand hand up like this, but which is his a his hand was here, but his the the mark was on his top. Uh, of his no, no, he still he still could have from yeah. there. I, I think he still could yeah. have from there from the way he was standing. And, and and there was another point where I, I I swear I saw Undertaker when he was down on the ground after taking a couple of hits to the face go like this on his head. Um, I thought I saw. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not. I don't know. And, and I think I think at least if nothing else, we're only getting this on these high profile matches, like the highest of high profile matches, right? Like the Brock Lesnar match. I mean, you can't. Brock seems to bleed every match. It seems now, right? Uh, mm-hmm. the, the big ones, at least, you know. And I think that definitely enhances it, makes it feel real, makes it feel legitimate. Um, I don't hate it for that, as long as like everybody agrees on it. And again, you know, this article I'm bringing up with uh, SB Nation is talking about uh, how. How you know this is foolish in the day of Hep C and everything like that, but you know there, there's testing and everything like that. You know there's still there's still the death matches happening in West Virginia, and it looks like the referee is ready for like 
hazmat with the uh, gloves and the and the and the glasses and and everything like well, that. Well, they're in West Virginia. Yeah, well, they're in West Virginia. I mean, I would wear that to go into West Virginia, anyways. But uh, they don't podcast in West Virginia, West, right? I fought in a West Virginia hazmat uh, match. But anyways, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, I I I think we're in a day where no, you don't need it that much. We've been conditioned away from it. You can't get pissed anymore when Hell in a Cell doesn't have blood. And I think the yeah. Wyatt and Roman match was a perfect example of a very well done and brutal filling match that did not have blood. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really can't anymore. You, you just really can't anymore. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think we're at a stage where that's okay for them, especially that old school mentality, but <coughs> not for basically anybody else, which is good for these guys coming up, to be quite honest. Someone found the blood codes backstage for the video game. <laughs> exactly. They turned it on. Exactly. Um, and oh, but but. Did everybody go? I think everybody yeah, went. I, I know. Will, what did you think? LB, what did you think? Uh, um, no. No, my answer my answer is no. There was a time and a place where blood was appropriate and it was excellent and it was well done and it was all over the place and it was brutal and savage and it enhanced matches that it was in and it, it elevated uh, otherwise mediocre matches. But I think now there are too many talented wrestlers and there is too much uh, good wrestling to need to lean on a crutch like that, like blading, you can have an incredible, an incredible five-star match without introducing blood into it. And it's more of a challenge that way. Um, and it's happening. It's happening all over the place. I think the wrestlers we have on the roster right now are some of the most talented wrestlers mm-hmm. that WWE has ever had. Um, and uh, there's a, a number of them who aren't being utilized and they don't need to blade. Because they enhance the matches in other ways. So, no. I think the time of blood has passed. But what if something... Like, the way I see it is... You guys remember on, I believe, the first take... Or, the first takeover, Kevin Owens was on. Mm-hmm. He got busted open first. <laughs> that, was, that was not... And his, <laughs> like that, that was not blading... But it told us like it, it, yeah. it showed how tough that guy is. Well, it's, it's like when Sami Zayn got like legit injured in his match with uh, with with John Cena. It to- yeah. it, it enhanced the story, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it made it an even greater story. So so, blading, yes, I, I agree with you, Lunchbox. That blading doesn't need to come back. It needs to stay away in the attitude era with naked Midian and everything else that that went along with it. Um, but. If something happens like that, if something happens like that, that, that like a, a freak accident, like John Cena getting his nose busted open, or or something else very dangerous happening, then yeah, it it, it should tell a story, and it should like it, it should drive that story too. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't just be done for effect, like blading was. And that's why I, that's why I kind of disagree with Bobby when he said that it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be, have been the, the exact same it wouldn't been the same thing if or it wouldn't be the same if if uh, Stone Cold just passed out like it, yes it would have because it's a submission hold and you pass like people pass out on submission holds right it makes it, it makes a way more way more serious right yeah yeah yeah. I like to think yeah. that Brock Lesnar and Undertaker just have baby fingernails that are like right, razor sharp, <laughs> <laughs> and they just couldn't help it, you know. Sharp as baby claws. Do have anything with the chat room sword? Uh, nothing uh, particularly about the blood, other than uh, oh, wait, wait, here we here we are. We have a little bit more coming in right now. Uh, it says Garza saying that blood is not about having a five star match, but about the level of hate and intensity of a feud. Mm-hmm. Some feuds require an that, extra amount of violence. Great. I, I, I like that. that. But, but blading and just going like this across your head doesn't really 
enhance the hatred towards one another. Oh, I hate you so much. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> going to do this to my own head because it's, it tells that story of hatred. I'm, I'm, if, if, you, like, just, if you want something to hate something, just hit them over the head with something make, and, and they'll bleed. You make me want to cut myself like a teenager. Ah, sorry. I get, I get angry sometimes, Sorg. So angry, he's going to start cutting himself? Cutting. Yeah. You're going to start cuplating yourself? It's Anyways. Been, it's, been a, it's been a long week, Sorg. It's, yeah. it's been a long week. Nope. All right. Well, uh, so 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 uh, with that, if you let us know what you think about the state of blading, if it has any place right now in pro wrestling, and uh, you can hashtag WMS Big Question, and it will give you a chance to win a copy of the Best of Dalton Castle Volume 2. On digital download. Oh, damn. Right, Bobby? Can I have it? Yeah. I want it. Bobby, you're going to have to participate in this. We'll put, you, we'll put you in the drawing for this. Uh, hashtag what? Hashtag find Riz. Oh, yeah. Riz should be in the audience for a lot of that stuff. Oh, actually. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, uh, you, should, you, you might recognize some cameramen along the way, too. So there's that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and, uh, uh, and with that, uh, that's our big question. Uh, please uh, support the show. Hey, we're up uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash WMS. There's a lot going on. A lot of people with their awesome uh, Pro Wrestling Tees stores got a really good uh, shirt today uh, about uh, 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 Jim Ross, of all people. It was the uh, it had the date of, oh, my God, I think he's broken in half. <laughs> and uh, God Almighty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know he was retweeting that today. But you can start at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. Support the show. Buy some Wrestling Mayhem Show tees. Thank you to Pro Wrestling Tees for retweeting our tweet about our shirts and helping to get that out there and everybody else that that did as well. Uh, So please do that. Hey, we got a little bit more email from Mad Mike that I skipped earlier. Uh, So I figured we'd stick it here and uh, see if there's more thoughts before we get to what we learned this week in wrestling. Uh, So he says he's got uh, one of his two major things. uh, His... There's our new U.S. champion, which we have not discussed this really at length here. Uh, now, we all knew that uh, Cena was going to be losing the belt in Hell in a Cell, right? But why did we waste who the rub was going to go to? Alberto coming back for whatever reason, cough, millions of dollars, cough, was a fantastic surprise. But Alberto doesn't need the belt to be over. There are at least a half dozen guys who have uh, done well with a clean win over Cena for a championship the recently debuting Tyler Breeze could be one of those people, or Neville Stardust Zero. He could go on, but uh, but, I, but he won't. Uh, if you still want Alberto to debut as a surprise, you can have Cena come out uh, the night after and congratulate the winner before uh, he can call for a rematch. Alberto comes out and takes him out. Then it accomplishes two goals, not just one. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking um, it didn't really need to rub a new thing. I mean, it, it, the rub was a reintroduction for Alberto, right? Yeah, great. I was fine with that. It was it was a great match. It was a reintroduction to both Alberto yeah. and Zeb Cole. Exactly. Yeah, right, so I think yeah. it, it did accomplish a lot. It, 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 I don't think it's a big deal that it didn't go to uh uh, uh you know to uh it didn't go to like a an XT guy or something, right? Cena had a great series of matches with those guys, and it got them talked about. I mean, it did it did wonders for for their careers. You know, I mean, he yeah, he did lose to them, or they did lose to him, but <laughs> I I don't know, I don't know. I I, I was fine with uh, Alberto. Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like you said, you know, it reintroduces us to uh, Alberto and uh, and Zeb, <clears throat> and um, it's it's him coming back to the company is exciting anyway, and then. Uh, Adding this other layer of him now taking the title from John Cena in a great match. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> All right. Um, What's that, Riz? No, I, I, I just agree with you, you guys 100% on this one. Uh, it, it, it was a good thing to reintroduce those guys because and make sure they know that these guys now like each other because remember Zeb and Del Rio were mm-hmm. hated, hated each other mm-hmm. for, for those for about a year. So why not have them team up and just say, Hey, let's, let's put aside our differences with, you know, uh, Jack Swagger and just go on by ourselves because nobody cares about Jack Swagger. Except for Mars. Right. Right. Not even Mars. 
Mine says water now. They're still talking about blood in the chat room, by the way. Good. Really got that going. Um, all right. So at that point, uh, let's find out what did we learn in wrestling this week. Uh, Bobby, how about you? I learned by listening to commentary this week and actually paying attention to what was going on. Vince McMahon is definitely out of touch, and he's in all of the commentators' ears. You know what? I you know why I could tell. Um. JBL said that uh, Tyler Breeze looked like a young William Holden. There's a cat behind Bobby. We had a dog and a cat running this week. Shit. <laughs> well, William Holden died in 1981. Oh, jeez. Nobody would know who he is really besides like Vince McMahon <clears throat> on commentary, I don't think. JBL maybe. But I think with JBL speaking, you're like Vince speaking through JBL. Like I know there's like a little. You're, you're talking like there's an exorcism story. or something. <laughs> well, I mean, he's in his headset, you know. And, and there was another thing that he said this week that I was just like, really? Oh, the the Sally Jesse Raphael thing, like we. Yeah, the Sally we, Jesse Raphael one. Oh, Paige. Paige is twenty years old and from from Britain. Or from, then, from England. She I doesn't believe, know who Sally Jesse Raphael is. Yeah. And I believe both uh, JBL oh, and... Katie's laying down. <laughs> and uh, Lawler both had one of the lines of the night... No kidding, no! From Hell in the Cell. I'm, when sorry, he just, I'm excited. When they just right both there. went on a conversation about how... I believe it was... Um, Braun Strowman... Looked like Mongo from Blazing Saddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what Where, the hell? Great but by the way, great by reference. the way, Blazing Saddle is, is a great movie, and everybody should see it. Yeah, but how uh, many years but, ago did it come out, Riz? <clears throat> older than I am. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's just a weird thing. Weird things to say in the past week. That's what I learned. Vince is out of touch, which we already knew. So I really didn't learn anything. <laughs> Right. Who's next? What about you, LB? Uh, I learned that the surest way to get a group of uh, non-wrestling watchers into a wrestling event is The New Day. <laughs> I watched the pay-per-view with uh, with some people who don't watch pay-per-views, really. And uh, that was their favorite thing in the world was any time Big E was dancing. Bobby? It was absolutely Unicorn fantastic. My girlfriend, who had not seen them before, actually uh, sent a message on Facebook that said New Day Rocks. And her mom texted her and said, what is that? And it was all very adorable. <laughs> so, New Day Sorg. New Day. New, new, new Day Sorg. Awesome. And from the chat room, or not from the chat room, actually the chat room, please uh, let us know what you learned as well. Um, but from Chris. the Facebook group, uh, they Chris. learned what? Chris didn't go yet. Chris didn't go yet. Chris, didn't go Chris yet. what'd you learn? <clears throat> I learned Taker just wanted some tossed salad and scrambled eggs, sword. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he wanted. Wow! <laughs> and they're uh, falling oh again. Fraser things are hilarious. Oh God! <laughs> that Fraser face. Thing is, it doesn't look too far off from how he looks. <laughs> like, even, no, Kane one, even, even Kane as Niles is just <laughs> the Kane Niles is actually kind of the same face, just angrier. It is, it is the exact same face. <laughs> All um, right, and I learned. I don't know how the wrestlers do it with these masks because I can't even podcast without my peripheral vision here. This is getting hard over here. But uh, but we'll keep working with this. Uh, uh, from the from the Facebook uh, page, uh, Gabriel learned that WWE is branching out to other companies to work with. Uh, the, the New Japan, uh, New Japan mm-hmm. apparently they uh, admitted that WWE is uh, you know putting feelers out to get their footage on the network. I'd love to see that in some capacity. Uh, David, oh, there's a new name I, I haven't recognized. Uh, David over there uh, says that uh, WWE isn't going to let the Dudley boys get the titles anytime soon. Hashtag get the titles. Hashtag New Day sucks. I don't know. After that showing at uh, Hell in a Cell, I don't think they should get it for a little bit. Uh, that was a, kind of a rough one. Uh, Mad Mike learned that uh, he's ir- irrationally invested in the career of Devin Taylor. Okay. She was doing like a 
gaming thing now too. I, Is I, she I, saw, I saw on Twitter. Huh? Down, 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 up, up. Oh uh, no! Like she was doing like a a competitive gaming thing. I forget what it was. Oh, good. She's getting work. Yeah, she's good for her. Good for her. Good for her. She's not bad for like an on-screen personality, but wrestler. Alex Carr is out there, and Callie learned that uh, it doesn't matter if a promotion holds you back. If the price is right, you'll be back for you'll be back where you belong. But you already knew that. Mm. <laughs> mm. I see what he did there. Antonio Garza, our friend from Texas, uh, learned that once again WWE is trying to copy TNA with this Mex American thing. <laughs> such a blatant rip of T- TNA's Mexican America stable. Is that? No. Is, is that right? I don't. I don't, I don't know much. About I don't remember the Mexico America stable that they had there. No, 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 no. I remember it. I remember it. It was. It was. It was. Oh, it was. It was bad. Guys, what's TNA? It was. It was. I think it was LAX and Chavo Guerrero. I think that was LA. Uh, that was the Mex Mex American or Mex America. That's weird. Or whatever. That's yeah. weird. Uh, by the way, uh, Hernandez, thanks for retweeting our stuff on Indie Wrestling this week. Uh, and that led to a huge uh, uh, reply back and forth over on this on this page. Uh, he also learned that Alberto is a money whore that goes back to the abusive boyfriend as soon as they wiggle some money in his face. Wow. Yeah. Money uh, I talks. Say, I could say so. Uh, Jen Carlin's a pay-per-view without R- Dean Ambrose is just as boring Sunday or Monday night. Or pay-per-view or Raw without. It did, but he didn't do anything. He was just like backstage hanging out with his buddy Roman Reigns. He was there for moral support. I guess so. I guess so. Good thing they. Good thing they helped out the Undertaker when he was in need by the guys they fought. You know, just saying they're too busy getting drunk. So you know, going for some beers after the show. And Kyle learned that Biggie is slowly becoming this generation's Norman Smiley. That's okay. That's okay. The, the giant wiggle. The giant wiggle. Yeah, it is. The part where he like wiggled his hips and then like Roman Reigns reacted to it <laughs> was kind of the fu- the best thing from the night. I'm just like, oh, it's not going to get much better. And it actually got pretty good for the rest of the night. But uh, and also from the Twitters, Ed Burke thirty seven. Ah, that's your number. Uh, our Patreon supporter <laughs> over there. Great matches can at least partially make up for a predictable booking. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I hope so. So what if it's predictable booking? As long as it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, I'm not getting into that. Um, and uh, from <laughs> the show titles are coming in, guys. Uh, I think that's all we got for here. Uh, what we learned uh, this week in wrestling this is getting weird. I feel like I'm hunching over. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this. I should put my hood up. stuff in your head and it's making you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weighing me down, man. It's weighing me down. <laughs> Well, that hey, one was... Sword, you should do a lucha at, at the end of this. Lucha what? Lucha. 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 I don't know. I'm like a Rastafarian lucha. I don't know what if this even works. Lucha. Bra. lucha bra. You can steal this gimmick, by the way, if you want this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got our guest up here. Andrew Palace is in the studio. I don't have a camera on him right now, uh, but we're, we're going to work on new. I don't know. The hairstyling, man. I don't know. You think you can pull this off with that hair? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going to find out more than just noises with Andrew Palace here on the Indie Mayhem Show coming up very soon. You can check us out, yeah. WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You subscribe to this and so many other shows on uh, all the all the outlets, video and audio formats, as well as all of our uh, uh, Facebooks, Twitters, uh, Google Plus, at Mayhem Show on the Twitter, of course. And please uh, hit us up. Uh, hashtag WMS Big Question. Hey, if you're on our Twitters, uh, in the next uh, couple days in the Pittsburgh area, we are giving away an RIP ticket and a trick-or-treat graphic novel on there. Hashtag uh, Pittsburgh Scare. And uh, well, I think that's it. Hold on. It was just right in front of me. Son of a bitch. Uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Scare Pittsburgh and follow at Sorgatron Media uh, for a chance to win those. Tell us your scariest place in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, uh, and and that's what we got. And also, please, uh, our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Join us here live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at live.wrestlingmayhemshow.com. Big thanks to Missy, wife of the show. My wife. At Wife of the Show on Twitter. If you want to talk with her, doing the show notes, community wrangling, and tweets all night long. Thank you. He's at DJ Lunchbox at panelriot.com. 
It's true. Uh, this week, uh, by the time you hear this, also available will be the new panel riot with uh, Vertigo writer Asher Powell. She was a pleasure to talk to, and her new book is out today. Go and buy it today. It's fantastic. Hey, Check it out America. at panelriot.com. There you go. And also, hey. The Riz at the E Riz on the Twitters, mm-hmm. and Riz plays games on the YouTube. Mm hmm. Thank you, Sorg. I'm, I'm probably going to be doing a nice little live stream soon of, of uh, the Meyer career path in WWE 2K16. It's a game, as I mentioned, in uh, Boss Battle, which you can hear 8 o'clock, which is directly following, by, following, directly followed by the Wrestling Mayhem Show. And also, uh, he's also part of InsertCoinToBegin.com, but so is Bobby F. J-Town. Uh, yeah, and I just want to throw out there that Will and I are going to be doing our Extra Life thing uh, on the November 7th, and I think Riz hopefully will join us, um, and, and yeah, maybe, Sorg, maybe not on that day, but uh, some someday soon, um, and we're going to be raising money for, um, Will, you're doing it for Ch- Children's Hospital Pittsburgh, yes. um, I'm doing it for the Children's Hospital Erie, and we're going to raise money for the kids. Uh, bit.ly slash LB extra. Go and give anything you can. Yeah. There you go. And I'm at Sorgatron on the Twitters. Uh, follow everything SorgatronMedia.com, Sorgatron.com, and uh, all kinds of fun places. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, everybody in the chat room, and uh, everybody around the Mayhem universe. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.